Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. 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 That was harsh. There was a song that way. Money. Uh, Wasn't that the of, intro to The Apprentice? Maybe. Yes. Yeah, remember that? That was show was rocking. I tried to get on there. I tried to do a video. Yeah. To submit. I had a camcorder, so I had to. I thought I wanted to cut it up, so I did shots in my camcorder, and then I had to do the camcorder into a VHS tape mm. and try to edit it myself. It was terrible. You just weren't over the top enough. It was awful. Honestly, I like The Apprentice. Uh, what before it was like celebrities. It was real people vying for a job. Celebrities. It was celebrity apprentice. Oh yeah, like uh, so originally it was like real people. Uh, well, I mean celebrities are real people, but non-famous people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like vying for a job, and then they did like one celebrity one, and then everybody liked it, and then they never went back to normal people. Have you seen? They had to stop because of COVID, but like how to become a billionaire or millionaire or something like that, and they took. There was a guy that I was not familiar with in the very beginning, the first season, if you will, mm-hmm. and he, he didn't have enough brand recognition, I think, to put it on the map, but he was a, a billionaire, and they stripped him of everything and gave him like $100, a truck or something, and put him in a town where he had no cell phone, no contact, no cell phone, but no contacts in the cell phone, couldn't use his real name, and had to create a business in 90 days and try to become a millionaire. First season, the guy the guy does it. Hmm. it. It was amazing. It's an unbelievable show. There's some slow parts, but you know he's he sells these big industrial tires. He finds them in the junkyard and then answers an ad on like Craigslist to make his first thousand dollars or something absurd like that. And you see it. I mean, he sleeps in his car the first couple nights. But anyways, then they went to Grant Cardone. You know Grant. Mm-hmm. So then they went to him, and he was doing well. And then they got, they had to shut it down yeah. because of COVID. And I don't know if it ever came back on. I don't know mm. what happened there. Great show, though. The Profit required viewing in our house. Yeah. Shark Tank. Is it still like new episodes? I don't know. He better be running Camping World because I'm a shareholder in full disclosure. <laughs> I just want him to run Camping World. That's it. Run I'm it. Sure, he's had scaled a up great and has people. quarter recently. Holy cow. Stock went bonkers. Awesome. Not no, a recommendation. Not a recommendation to buy or sell the security. Can we talk about our show, DIY Money? Because we got we Lexi should... from Lexington today. That's awesome. ironic. It was great. Yeah, local, local. Uh, and then she didn't mention anything about, you know, being here. And so she might not even know we are right here in Lexington, Kentucky. I mean, we talk about on the show a lot. Marathon this weekend. So I'm. Wow. Sh- we're cutting this on October the 4th. Nope. November the 4th. <laughs> Correct. November the 4th. And in three days, I'll be running the New York City Marathon. Start spreading the news. Awesome. Mm. So hopefully today. it went well by the time you all hear this. All right. What else? Zip. Swag is live on all the social and in the tribe. We got links to the swag and they are fire. 
Yeah. Holy cow. Jordan did an awesome job. Says invest, you know, or whatever. Live on less, invest in the rest, or whatever. Well, I don't even know. What Not the, the end of the show, is. so you don't know it. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> Live on less than you make and invest the rest. Anyways, let's go to Lexi. Lexi, what do you got? DIY. Hey, DIY money. Just wanted to start off by saying thanks for all the great content you guys put out. My name is Lexi. I'm from Lexington, Kentucky. I'm 25, and my question for you guys is about student loan debt. I was fortunate enough to graduate from undergrad and my master's program debt-free, but I'm considering going back to get a professional degree, specifically a doctorate in physical therapy, and was wondering, is some student loan debt reasonable to get a higher paying, more secure salary and job? And then kind of going off of that, are there any companies that you know of that will give partial tuition reimbursement? For professional degrees like a DPT, not just undergraduate degrees. Would love to hear your guys' thoughts. Thanks. Awesome question. I have some strong thoughts on this, but the first thing I'm going to say is Lexi from Lexington. uh, She's not from here originally. I'm calling it out right now. Because you know why? She sounds like every person I grew up with in upstate New York. Lexi, I'm going to say, because not completely upstate New York, I'm saying originally from... Pennsylvania. Philly or Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Here we go. Steelers. Here we go. That really? region. Western mm-hmm. PA? Yep. Let me know. I just want to know. I want to know if I'm right on that. We sh- I'm going to do this. I'm starting to do this. <laughs> Every time. Yep. Because I nailed one. Remember you the did. guy? He was like, I'm in California. And I was like, you're not from. I, it came out. And I was like, He's, he grew mm-hmm. up in Staten Island. I don't know wherever it was. Awesome. Um. Lexi, okay, couple of things, odds and ends. I have some familiarity with your career. My wife is a physical therapist. Uh, she has not fortunately practiced, fortunately, huh? she has not practiced since we had our children, but she has a master's in kinesiology. This was uh, prior to, I think it's now a mandate to get a doctorate in physical therapy really? if you want to be a physical therapist, hmm. I believe. They have changed that. I could be wrong and me making this up completely, but I do believe there was a change, or maybe it's just a given now. If you want to go into physical therapy, you kind of get that doc- doctorate degree, whatever, professional degree. Um, so I think that if you if you want to you know, be in this, I, I don't think you have an option, I, I believe. So you could just go and you know work in a PT, but I don't know if you can actually be a physical therapist. Okay, whatever. We're getting off on that. Here's how I think about student loan debt. I think about it personally as an investment that you can sort of calculate an ROI, return on investment. So let's assume that you are going to go back, and I'm going to use big numbers here. I have no idea what it's going to cost, but let's say it's $100,000. Mm-hmm. So it's $100,000, and you have the opportunity or you feel confident, and you can research this, that if you go and you take on this debt of $100,000, you have the ability to make an additional $20,000. Well, that's a 20% return on investment forever because ideally you're, you're going into a trade that is pretty recession-proof and you have the ability to work for a very long period of time, uh, and that's a good ROI. Now, The problem comes when people are taking on exorbitant amounts of student loan debt of any kind, undergraduate, graduate, you name it, and they've not calculated 
what the ROI will be or even if there is an R on the OI, okay? So coming out of school with a degree in liberal arts, no disrespect, but if you sit there with $100,000 in debt and you're not able to get a, a job that pays you enough to recoup that, bad investment, in my opinion, terrible investment. Now, in your situation, what I would do is I would think about it from the standpoint of if it if it allows you to make $20,000 extra, $50,000 extra, or whatever it may be, that is the amount, less taxes, so you just can't divide it by the certain you know amount you owe, that you are going to put towards that loan to pay it off as quickly as possible. So if it gives you an additional $20,000, which is probably $15,000 after taxes, I'm just ballparking, then you're going to apply that extra $15,000 to your student loan every year. Uh, there's some interest there, obviously, so it's not going to just go away and, you know, the certain time, you can't just take 100000 divided by 15. The last thing I'll say, but uh, but that's how I would approach it. The last thing I will say is if, if you know, you want to kind of look at it from a company doing this is you, we're in such a tight labor market right now, especially in the profession you want to go into, is use this as a bargaining chip to go look for work now. So you might go to a, a PT clinic and you might say, you know, I have my undergrad, I have my master's, I, I'm here to work. You obviously can do certain things. Again, I don't know the ramifications, but it's a real simple question. Would you all ever be interested in tuition reimbursement or paying for my doctor degree? Now, if it's a, well, we'd consider that. Well, that's a no. I mean, you know, this is one of those things that you kind of bargain for, get it in writing. Do I know specific companies off the top of my head? I do not. But I think this is a reasonable thing to ask in an interview process. And you hold the cards because of the market we're in. It's real simple. If it was flooded with PTs trying to find jobs, you wouldn't hold the cards. You hold the cards now, Lexi. Play them well. Kind of follow up on that. What? What do I say after hold the cards? But I said play them well. That's fire. That was pretty good. All right. I took now you highlighted it. It kind of removed. Well, some I do of the, that though. I have yeah. to do that. That's that's like an old guy thing. In case people missed it, that was really good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean I agree with everything you said. Uh, great. Let's really wrap this counting up. Counting the cost is great. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I don't I have nothing really to add. I mean, what you're talking about is really putting a plan in place for uh, what anybody wants to do with education, <clears throat> and really looking at the full picture of debt, you know, making sure that you're counting the cost early on and, you know, not just buying into the lie. Well, if I get educated over, I, if I get a degree, then I'm automatically going to be better off. Uh, I think, especially when you're talking about some of the more uh, obscure educational tracks that that's just what happens. So, uh, but if you can really point to the fact that if I get this degree, uh, there is this income adjustment ahead, or I can attain this position that I, there's no chance that I can do that without a degree Things like teaching or uh, other specialties, where you know you, you absolutely have to have that if you're going to stay in the position or obtain the position, then you can count the cost of that really easy. And I really wouldn't bank your financial future on Congress doing something that's going to cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Even though it seems like, I mean, not to get political, even though it seems like right now we're in a phase of like, hey, let's do programs that cost a lot of money. I mean, that's a very specific niche sort of area uh, for giving student loans. And there's really been uh, very little support, it seems, for mass student loan forgiveness as much as like a small piece of student loans or people in um, certain groups, uh, whether that's uh, like veterans or things like that. So 
I don't really foresee or forecast. I could be wrong. I don't foresee or forecast that in the next year or two, there's going to be this sweeping student loan forgiveness that would be above, I don't know, the ten or $15,000 that was floated early on. And I think even that is a long shot at this point because they're just trying to get past the current bill, $1.5 trillion something that does not include that as far as I know. And um, so to add on something else, as for all intents and purposes, the pandemic seems to be quieting down to some extent. They, they're going to be hard-pressed to call it a pandemic relief act or anything like that. So I wouldn't bank. I wouldn't start going to school banking on that. Um, <clears throat> now, if you're in the current 0% interest rate, student loan, stuff like that, obviously take advantage of what exists now. But I wouldn't go, oh, I'm just going to... I'm going to start getting a degree because they might cancel student loans. That's not a plan. That's like, hey, I really wish I wouldn't have to be accountable for my debt. So I'm going to take on debt and then maybe somebody else will figure out along the way. That's, yeah, that's dumb. I'm not, you know, a lot of people might assume that we're completely against student loan debt. I think it's one of the, I think student loan financing is one of the things that makes our country great. You have to understand there are so many countries around the globe that if you want education, there is no financing of that education. You have to have the money. And if you are not privileged enough to be in a in the, uh, you know a situation where you have the money to pay for that, you can't go to school. In many countries, that's even for lower level school prior mm-hmm. to you know college. So I think we're we're in a, a great situation in our country where you can get financing with literally not having any credit. You have no credit history. You have no, you know, whatever, and and you can get it. The problem is, is like all good things when they're when they're sort of over abused, it can become a significant problem. And so again, I think if you're going out and and thinking, a, I'm going to just hide out in school. I don't know what I want to do with my life, and I'm going to keep racking up student loan, and I'm putting my my dorm and my food and all the rest of this stuff on this student loan debt, and I'll figure it out later. Well, I mean that's. That's not prudent. That's not that's not at all prudent in any form, whether that's student loan debt or using credit cards or buying a house or a car. I, I don't care what it is. It's just not prudent. In your situation, Lexi, I think you can accomplish a couple things. I think you can right now use it as a bargaining chip. I think you could go into PT places. You could have that discussion. You could get it in writing that they're going to give you tuition reimbursement. It's a direct uh, uh, expend, expense to the business. So they can, you know, write that off. That would be an advantage to them, especially to secure you. You might have a three or four year commitment after school or something. And don't hesitate to bring that up. Bring that up with ideas. I think these PT places, that especially the ones that are running their own shop, they're open to those ideas. Why wouldn't they be? You know, I'll give you five years after I after I get my doctorate if you are willing to pay for that doctorate and, and forgive, you know, a portion of it every year or something along those lines. So that's number one. Number two, you're going to do the math, but I think it's it's a no-brainer that you get the doctorate and, and you pursue this if, if that's what you want to do. And number three, thank you for uh, uh, sending in the, the voice memo, especially from Lexington, but I'm going to say you're from Pennsylvania originally. So let me know. Nice. All right, let's wrap this sucker up. Swag on all the social sites. That's DIY Money Podcast. Also, we got a link in the tribe. The tribe is rocking, by the way. Uh, What else? That's it. That's all we got. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.